lift your hands. Yahweh, thank you so much for this day. And thank you for this people. Thank you for their faithfulness to you and to what you're trying to do in this, in this earth, that we're willing vessels that will say yes to your word no matter what that looks like, that we're led by Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for letting us be a part of each other's lives and growing in deeper relationship with you. I speak over the ministers of this county and I call them out of the rat race. I call them out of competition of trying to be relevant and I call them into your presence, Yahweh. I speak over us that you soften our hearts. That we are aware of your presence. That you have given us something to carry, not not just to give to ourselves and, and to keep it all in the family, but to give out to this county, to give out to this earth. Give us a giving heart, Yahweh. We don't look to be relevant. We don't look to be another church. We want to be led by your spirit. And we're here to do your will, Yahweh. And we offer this, this tithe and offering to you to, to once again remind ourselves that this is, this is a part of the whole. That you can do more with the 90 than we could do with the 100. And we give this to you, Yahweh. We walk with you. Make this all about you today, Yahweh. Declare this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, uh, welcome. Thank you, Donna. Good morning. I hope you are happy to be here, as happy as I am. I'm so thankful to see your faces. Hope you're happy to see mine. <laughs> I don't think I have beef with anybody in here. I think we're good. Um, I want to welcome Elizabeth Sturdivant. She's with us with her beautiful daughters, Isabella and Carolina. So happy to, to, uh, to see them. Uh, Carolina made sure I knew that I got to make this quick. Her birthday is tomorrow, and uh, we're celebrating it today, so I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha, you, Carolina. <clears throat> well, I have been super saturated um, the past couple weeks. I, I, I've said this before, but I don't particularly like doing this. I'm starting to like it more, I guess. I, 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 just, I'm, I try to just give out of whatever Yahweh is giving me, and you know, if that requires a microphone and a stage, then I hope that ministers to you and I can package it in a pretty enough box to give to you and make sense. But I love sitting and listening. I do. I, I love hearing people minister. I love, I love sitting across from the table from somebody and hearing what's in their heart. And I've had that amazing, amazing uh, opportunity the past couple weeks with Ben. He spoke last week. And let's, let's give a hand to Ben. That was... I mean, he, he ministers every week. I mean, he and Chris both minister every week in, in such a different form, and, a, um, and it's, it's incredible, and it's amazing, and I love it. Um, but Ben, I told him afterwards, I think that it was probably uh, the best service I've ever heard him, or the best sermon or whatever you want to call it, message I've ever heard him speak. And I know probably everybody has their favorite Ben message. Like, I'm not... This is individual to me, but it was so it was so good. It was 
it was very moving to me. And um, there's so much he talked about, but it's kind of like the, the uh, you know, not, we, we used to come here for a certain reason um, to, to, be, to, to be a part of just community, but now taking that community out, which is a lot of what's on my heart too. And one of the things that he said that um, maybe wasn't his central theme, but spoke so much to me because it's my desire for this place and for all of us, which is, uh, he said, many church people love to sit on the dock and tell you what they see, but very, very few will actually go out there with you. And I want, I mean, that's what I'm, I mean, my, my heart is that we are real, that I am real, that I'm not just a preacher or I'm not, I don't get lumped into a category of this is how you expect to receive from me or this is how it should look, but that this thing is an, it's an ever-increasing, ever-changing kingdom and we can't expect it to look the same way every single time, right? And so I love that from Ben. And then as, uh, as Zach said, my wife, my uh I try to stay away from just saying my beautiful wife. I've seen a lot of preachers come up and say, yeah, come here, my beautiful wife, and yep, and she's great. Now, go ahead, honey, I got to talk. You know, I, I, that, that, she is a powerhouse, the most genuine person I know with a heart of gold. And you know, when you go listen, that's the great thing. And I hope that, I hope that I portray that to you as well as like, that I, that I don't have an agenda, but I just, I want to be genuine and speak out of my heart and hopefully that ministers to you. But like, you know, with someone like Eva that you can sit down and trust that she doesn't have an agenda. She doesn't have some, you know, idea in her head of like, okay, this is how I need this to sound so that I can make this person do this, or I can make things look how I want to to look, or I'm going to elevate myself. Like it is genuinely just her heart. And she spoke to us about love, the power of love. Marty McFly. It, <laughs> sorry, that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm in church. Polish up here. Uh, I just, that's what I think of. Um, anyways, the power of love. Not just love is like a Hallmark card or what Hollywood tries to make it. You know what I'm saying? Like she spoke about power and, be, and, and being rooted in thankfulness and love. And she talked about like basically don't get lost in the mystery or in the things that we really are being called and beckoned to. Like that's not... We're not saying stay away from the mystery. Like I said a couple weeks ago, look, if you don't have a capacity for the mystery, you're going to miss the kingdom. It's about that. We're not talking about a natural world. We're talking about a spiritual world infecting a natural world. It's going to be a bit mysterious. And if you aren't on that train, then you might get left behind, okay? Um, anyways, but... Uh, but so she but she's talking about you if you're if you're lost, if you're lost out in the mystery, make sure that you're found in love. Right? Like make sure you're founded in love. It's unto love. Like be effective with that. Be rooted in that. Expect for Holy Ghost to move things and make things crazy. Remember a few weeks ago I talked about him being the, the wild child on the Harley. Like it's gonna get weird, it's gonna get crazy, but be rooted in love. Don't just get out there and say, like, this is cool because it sounds good and it's different from what you've heard from anybody else so that ministered to me I mean I even there's when I Eva sometimes will sit across from me and tell me some of the things in her heart and I'll I'll say well you know what do you and not that she's not like she wasn't she won't receive and listen obviously but she'll you know I'll I'll try to tell her like well what do you think about and she's like nope this is what Yahweh's put in my heart she's not swayed by like well that might sound this way or you want to make sure that you're delivering it this way she's like nah this is what Yahweh said to me. I'm not about to start trying to mold it to be whatever, you know? And, uh, and I'm not sitting around telling Eva, you need to say it this way. I'm, anyways, sometimes I get myself in trouble, just put down the shovel and 
keep, uh, keep going, Mark. Um, anyways, and then I had a, an amazing honor and bless, blessing on mine and Eva's life as we went out to the farm on Friday night um, to, to worship with them and, to, and to, uh, to, to speak some things into this county, into Bear Creek and into Bay County and into all of us, and it was incredible. And, and um, just like Sandy can do is she brings a word that maybe you've heard before and you thought something else and the word was jubilee and maybe one day she'll speak it here or whatever you know she released it that night and we stood with her in that but it was it's not just jubilee i remember being a kid i was telling her this before church is that i remember being a kid and like hearing these songs about jubilee and i had this idea of what it was and it was this big deal and it was you know whatever so whenever she says it or a word comes up like that it's almost like I mean, I thought we basically squeezed that lemon completely out, like we got everything, but she opened it up in a completely different way for today's word, and it's just, it's, it's awesome, it's incredible of what Yahweh is doing, and, I, and, and so, I, so I've, gotten, I've gotten to be saturated in this, in this stuff, in this, all of these words, and, and why do I say this? It's not like, cool story, bro, like everybody has some good words, like I've sat across from from a, a, a lunch table with Michael Paul, and he shared with me some things in his heart about being effective, about not just talking about a word, but doing something with that. It's not just about the preacher. It's not just about the musicians. It's about all of us, and we all have something within us to give, right? But, you know, there's times, especially being in this walk, if I'm just going to open it up and be real with you, I sit there and I go, you know, I, I, Sundays are, are tough because I come in here, I give what's in my heart, and I never, I've spoken before in front of people, but I've never had this moment, and uh, I think Apostle Aaron uh, told me about this, that this, that this happens, and it was, it's really weird, but I really, there's, there's people, and maybe not all of you, but there's a lot that your spirits are open and you draw out of some, whether it be musicians or whatever is up here trying to deliver something. You're trying, you're making a physical, like a physical and spiritual draw off of them. And I feel it when I get done. And there's many times that when I get done on Sunday, I go lay down on my couch and I'm just like, all right, Yahweh, I'm done. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> Made it a good three months, four months, like, I, I, what else do you have me to give, like, why would I get up there again, like, I, I feel like I just, I, I've given my heart or whatever, but then, and I always had that mentality, it was almost like, why, why do I do this, why is the spoken word important, what is, you know, what are we doing every Sunday, and, and, and why do we have, you know, go Wednesday, and, you know, and, and Fridays, or any, all this kind of stuff, and I read this, this verse in Romans 11, I believe, and it, and it, and it changed it for me, and it, and I think Yahweh just guided me to this, and it talks about, it says, oh, how inexhaustible, how inexhaustible are Yahweh's resources and his knowledge and his wisdom, and how unsearchable are his footsteps. And I just thought about, man, like, we could go forever and never touch, the, just even touch it. Like, like he's done it. He's done things. And it's been a great, glorious, amazing thing. But if we sit there and say, man, it's done, or, or, or like there's not new revelation. It's just looking at something, you know, uh, the, the old way, or, and we're just repeating it so that we can have service. If you get stuck in that mindset, man, you're going to miss it, and I'm going to miss it. When I deliver something, I'll get caught in this cycle of trying to come up with a sermon to make sure that we fit the time so to make sure that you guys feel good about you know coming here on Sunday and you keep coming but that's not my heart and that's not Yahweh's heart 
So I, I, I want us, when we come in here, when we come in here on Sundays or Wednesdays or, you know, wherever you might be on Fridays or, or Thursdays, Tuesdays, Mondays, if you're sitting at your own table, whatever it might be, when Yahweh is speaking to you, open, open up and don't compare it to yesterday. We've spoken this a lot and I'm not just going to keep going on this cycle here, but I just, man, I was moved this morning about this. This has really literally nothing to do, I always say this every Sunday, gosh, it has nothing to do with what I'm here to speak about, but I love that because that means Holy Ghost is speaking to me before I even get up here and then we can get to what I got to say if I get to what I got to say. But ultimately, man, it's what it's about. If you don't know what that means, that's a tetragrammaton for Yahweh. And, uh, and I, I was challenged this past week. Ben and I uh, came up here. We just, uh, it was one morning, I think Tuesday, we decided we were going to come in here and sit down and just soak and pray and whatever. I mean, we're toleted up and everything, ready to go. <laughs> uh, like, just going just gonna to go for it, man. Just, just pray in the Spirit, soak, like Ben talks about, wade in the water and just be here on a Tuesday. Like, just go for it, and, um, and so we, it's weird, like, we're, we're changing some things up, that is a drum enclosure, it's to help some, like, it, I know, like, we've already named it many things, like, that was Chris and Jonathan were talking about, we're gonna have hundred dollar bills flowing around in there, and people grabbing it, it looks like, to me, like, Houdini's water chamber, like, I'm gonna do a magic trick, and, uh, and, and you'll, you'll believe in the spirit a little more there, um, but it's really, it's, it's, it's a drum enclosure and we're doing some different things and like the, why I'm saying this is that one of the weird things about like all this stuff is kind of pieced together. Bill's looking at me going, yep, I know, it's ridiculous. But like it's all pieced together up there and so like sometimes it's like you have to do like this sequence of like 47 different switches and like, you know, like turn this light on and off three times and then things come on. And so what happens is like, so we, so we turn, you have to turn on the audio system. We want to play a little music, but in order for the, audio system to be on and the, the music to come out of the speakers, we actually had to turn on the projector. I know, that's weird. And maybe we don't, maybe we don't, but that's all, that's the only way I know how to do it, okay? So we turn on the, uh, we turn on the projector. <laughs> uh, and um, we turn on the projector and, uh, and I come in here and you all know, like we've had our logo up here, and it's really cool. I like it. It's modern. I'm not doing away with the logo. Like, I, but, like, there's something about it. There's something about it being up on the screen that bothers me. It has. I don't know why, and, I'm, and it might not you, and that's cool. This is for me. Sometimes Yahweh does things that are, like, it's individual, and what we make the mistake of doing is going, well, you don't feel it like I feel it? Well, bam, get out. Like, it is, this is for me. I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to, to share this with you, and maybe it challenges your heart, whatever. But so I'm sitting here, and, and I'm, I'm over here just like, you know, what do you have for me? What do you have for me, Yahweh? Got my eyes closed. I'm in, like, I'm ready to go. And he says, look up. It's like, all right. I'm like, you like that logo? It's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, no, like, I, I look up, and I'm just like, uh, I'm immediately challenged. We've thought about different things, like where we're going to put the logo to like, you know, we just, and I just, and it was just like, I hated it. Not the logo, not, not, not the, not the name, the Rock of Bay County. I love what that represents. I love it. But I hate, I hate the brand. I come from the world of the brand. 
I live in the world of the brand. That is, I'm a marketing guy, but I don't ever want to bring that world into this world. And I look up there and, it's, and, and Yahweh just says, what, what do people see when they come in here? Who do you represent? We're about to go into some things that are going to be great and awesome that as a family, as a community, as an ecclesia, we're going to get out in this community and not, not just have this, not just have, we have all this great stuff that we've been given and not take it out. Like we talk about the in and out lifestyle, going into the seat, don't go into that secret place if you're not willing to go out and do something with it. And I'm not just talking about like, you know, an email or like a little text or like social media post and like, man, I got my, some people know what I'm about now. No, like we, like I'm talking about front lines, like getting involved and being effective. And when we do that, here's the challenge. We don't have a t-shirt for you. We don't have a card for you. And I'm not saying that we don't want people here. Don't like, don't let me like crucify myself whenever like we start doing some things that are a little market we want people to know what we're about who we're here we want to get that message out whatever but ultimately when we go out there and do things and someone talks to you or doesn't matter if it's just your day-to-day and you Yahweh tells you puts it on your heart to do something for someone else or you give or you go and you pray for somebody and and, and like when they when they uh, the church will go here we this is where we worship you know come see what we're about right? Like, th- this is our brand. And they, in the heart's good, right? Like, they're not, it's not like they're, like, saying, like, come do sin with me here. Like, it's like, it's like they're, they're, like, thinking, like, come be a part of us, be a part of our family. Like, it's cool. Like, there's, I'm not, again, my conviction, all right, for us, for this house. But I want to get to the place where we do something and somebody goes, man, what is different about you? about you, like what, what's different about you? And our response isn't, well, you know, I was raised in this place, it's called The Rock. It used to be The Rock of Panama City, now we kind of call it The Rock of Bay County because it's more you know, inclusive of everything and we, what we're doing and, um, and we, know, uh, we, know, um, we know how to pray in tongues, we do this, we do that, um, you know, all these kinds of things and we get stuck in this idea, we enter ourselves into that branding thing, we enter ourselves into like this, is what we're about. And I just want to encourage you and tell you as we enter into this season of giving, make no mistake, but that this is what we are about. Not this. And it's awesome to be a family. It's awesome. Like, I hope that I'm delivering and telling you what, what's in my spirit here, but I want, I, I want us, I want when people ask me, and they even say like, hey, where do you go to church? You know, what do you what do? You do? I'm like, hey, I'll, I'll be happy to talk to you about that. Let me put that over here for a second. And let me talk to you about a relationship that you can have, that I have with a king that isn't just gone, but that is here. Yeah. And that we worship and you can walk in relationship through Holy Spirit that's in you already, but needs to be awakened. Yeah. Yeah. And so I call that on this house, that we wake up, yes. that we wake up and we have compassion in our hearts 
not to just grow. I've said this so many times, but I'm just going to keep saying it. Like, I'm not trying to grow a church. I want to build our faith, man. Like, I want, I want to build our love. Like, I want to build our relationships, but not just so we can keep everything in here. And I'm not, I don't want Chris to pour his heart out or Ben pour his heart out or Sandy or Eva or anybody to pour their hearts out into you so that you can go sit on that and receive it and love it and write your notes and then just be better for yourself man it's good like Yahweh's got you though right like Yahweh's that those things are awesome it's amazing that we get to soak in that in that revelation it's amazing that's awesome but it's nothing if we don't get out there and give it to someone else and I didn't say spew it in their face I'm just talking about the spirit behind the words the the heart behind the words letting that becomes you and taking that to them taking that to this the earth the land that's my heart, and I hope it is yours too. So why this says Yahweh, why this is, if someone comes in here and they ask, and, and um, I remember we used to have those little Yahoo, <laughs> you remember that, those little cards? But like, I want there, it's not in Hebrew, which is, you know, it's cool, like I even have it on my arm, like in Hebrew, but the reason is because it's like, to me, it's like, it's like what is that? but it's also in our language kind of a thing. You know, like, it's explainable. And I, I, want, I want that to be, I want that when we enter into this season of giving, which I believe is where we're going, um, that means a whole lot of different things in this community, but I want us to represent him and not this. We good with that? Oh, Goodness gracious, when I go off on those things, it's hard to like get back to where I was going to go, but maybe that's just where I need to go, and I probably should just wrap up and quit. <clears throat> no, not going, sorry. Um, so Eva and I uh, have really been so giving, and, and, and really what I want to talk to, and what, I wanna ta- what I've kind of been talking to, but I want to continue to, is not just giving, right? Like it's the heart of giving. There's a difference, and, 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 uh, and Eva and I have been on this crazy kind of journey this really this past month is where this has started to come. And, and I'll, I'll say this, one more tangent, okay? Like I, I've said this before too, but I want to continue to reiterate that when I come up here, I'm in three places when I'm speaking to you about something. And that is either one, I'm walking into something, two, I've just come out of something, or three, I'm right in the thick of it. And right now I'm right in the thick of this. And I know that, you know, really like how it is, um, in church as usual is like you've got this you've got someone up here ministering to you and you can trust them because man they they've either they've gone through seminary or they've gone through all and they can they you know that when they're telling you these truths like that that you can receive that and walk in it and I know like for me like to be up here and say like I, I'm pretty uh, almost overly like here's my heart this is what I'm walking through whatever and I try to that's not I, I want you to know that like that is not like a um, another like marketing thing like I don't I don't have I, my back is against the wall in these moments like I don't have anything else to give but my heart and I and I and so you know I I think about this when I come up here like I do not want the other thing I don't want <laughs> what do I want uh, I want I think about my boys and I, Damon talked about when we were in our ordination service and all that kind of stuff and he said man I believe that you will have, your boys will be running back and forth in this place and, you know, grow up, you know, just in this great 
family and, and more like them will come. And, and he was just, and he just was speaking that to me. I know Sandy kind of had a similar word for Eva and I about just like this is increasing, like you're not going to lack in this or you have to give up to, but like I, I think about my boys in here and I think about what, what is said about me when it's all said and done, when it's all, when, when one day they come in here and we, we've been faced close with, you know, with, 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 with death recently. And, and like, I think about these things. I think about when I'm gone, like when, when my ship sails, unless we come into the Kaye Olam on earth, whatever, like life everlasting. But as is now, when, when my ship sails, I'm, I'm no longer here. Like, what do I want my boys to say? And if we are in this place, if this is what it looks like, and I'm not trying to put any tags on that and say that we are, but I'm just saying, like, if this is the walk, if this is how things look, if I, if I continue to preach, if I continue to do these things and we continue to go this direction, like, you know, I don't want my boys to look up and say, man, you know, right here when they come back and they're like, well, tell us, you know, something about your dad and speak or whatever. Like, I don't want them to be like, you know, right here, I, uh, I, I, he, he preached about this. This was a really good message. And he got really good. Like he was a little shaky in the beginning, but he got better. And like, and like, he, and, and he spoke about this and he did this and he did that. This is another representation thing. And maybe that's why I'm speaking about this today is like, I'm challenging myself too, but I, I, I don't want that. What I want is those boys one day when someone says, you know, tell us about your dad. They say, oh, I don't, well, right here, I saw cancer beat. <laughs> I walked I saw the spirit of David. <laughs> I walked with him. That I saw an angel. That I learned to walk face to face with Yeshua the Christ. They're like, Mark, what does that have to do with your dad? What does that have to do? I don't know. But I know that he, that he walked with me in this and that this was, this was his heart. And that this is what I, this is what I care about here. And what I, I, I think about, I'm not setting us up to be successful. I want to set our kids up. Our next generation, what, what Regina was talking about, this thing is ongoing. If we get so stuck on us and today and what we want to represent and what we're about, then we'll miss what is it that they are going to stand on. When, it's all, when I'm gone, what do they stand on? And they can't stand on a word that I spoke. Solomon couldn't stand on the word and the, and the life that, that David did. It wasn't there for him. He needed something more. And so, man, I'm telling you, like, and that to me was what Apostle's Funeral was anyways. All these people is like sitting here not talking about the different messages, though he could. You could go through all the messages. But it's, it's man, that I, I, because I don't think necessarily about all these stories as much as I think about the impact when I think about what a man saying yes did for my life and for all these people around, that, we, that that's what we rejoice in. That's awesome. I mean, come on, like that we experience Holy Spirit, not that we heard about Holy Spirit. You see the difference? He can teach all day long, but if you don't walk in it yourself, then what's the point? Good Lord. I say a lot of times, like, don't, don't, put me in the ground push me off to sea with like a viking funeral in the <laughs> just push me on out that'd be pretty cool <laughs> i gotta tell this because i just thought about kevin 
Eva's probably like, don't tell us, but it's hilarious. So Kevin, I said that same thing to Kevin uh, Keen from the Rock of, of Northwest Arkansas. He was staying with us, and we were talking one night, and we got into this random talk about, like, you know, how we, you know, what, what, how we want to go, what we, you know, should we be buried, blah, 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 and he, and I was like, man, I'm telling you, I've always said, like, just push me out to sea and give me a Viking funeral with the flaming arrows hit me out there, and he's like, are you serious? He said, me too, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I want to take it a step further, and this might sound weird, but it'd be awesome. Like, think about this. I don't even know if they can do this. Maybe I have to slip a couple bucks to him, but like, I get myself in the most ridiculous things. But like maybe like I could be like taxidermied or held up and I'd just be on this thing like this. <laughs> floating out there. And he was like, but here's the only thing about that is that the, the people shooting the arrows have to be awesome. Because the last thing I want is to be floated out there and it's built up and it's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, again, polish up. I'm in church. That's ridiculous. That's so funny, though. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so let me think of where I'm at. Okay, so Eva and I, we have been challenged greatly in this season of giving. Like, we are in this thing. And, and we've been, I've, I was raised in a giving house I was raised in a giving house. Like my dad, a lot of people are like, you know, oh man, he's got things, blah, blah, blah. The, he gets things to give things. He gets things to like, to have people be a part of it. Like he is the most giving, generous, awesome man I know. And I was raised in that. And so like, I've always had a heart of giving and Eva's the same way. Her family is that way too. And she, and, she, and we, so we have this, what we believe is a heart of giving. But I think about, is there another, is there another depth? Is there another turn of what Yahweh is trying to do with this giving thing, especially as it applies to us? And it's true, it has, and it's challenged us greatly. Because I told you, like, we got in this place of, like, feel, like a couple weeks ago, I told you, we got in this place of feeling pretty comfortable, not because of necessarily financial things, but Eva kind of took over that. She's great with the numbers. I'm okay, um, but she's, that's her, that's her wheelhouse, and she, Yahweh supernaturally got her to get our stuff completely in order, and it was awesome, and it's amazing, and we got to this place, we're like, man, this is where we've been wanting to be, and then this whole thing happened, and we came in, walked into this, and, 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 and Yahweh started to talk to us about the finances and say, like, that's mine. That is mine. It's why I talked about tithing recently, that, this is, that this, is, this is a representation that, listen, I know we get really attached to money and time. You know, those are big resources. And, but there's a spiritual aspect to that where Yahweh desires us to, to give, to listen to him, not be so rooted in our ideas about ourselves that we don't, we miss it, right? And I think we've, we've been very grounded and rooted in principle. Here, we, you know, uh, uh, Apostle Ball was amazing at that. We have to be rooted in principle. I saw this documentary, I saw this documentary uh, not too long ago about Red Bull pilots, you know, like stunt pilots, like the, the brand Red Bull is, anyways, it's an energy drink and they have a bunch of crazy stunt pilots and snowboarders and all kinds of stuff. But anyways, these stunt pilots and they were talking about how, you know, <clears throat> 
whether they're in the Air Force or uh, they, were, they were trained pilots, um, and they, when they go through flight school, it's, it's do this, do not do this. You got to do this, do not do this. Like, and very, very, very strict. Henry Jordan can back me up on that. He, he is a pilot himself. He tried to get me to do this little drone pilot thing. And I mean, I was, my mind was like fried already. And it's like, it's a drone. Like, it's not even a, it's, I'm saying that there's a lot of principle to it. It's very specific and you cannot do things. So the challenge when all of a sudden, what happens when they're like wanting to be a stunt pilot? Because there's, it's the same like plane. I mean, modified, but it's still, it's the same principle but now I'm supposed to nosedive and all the sirens are going off going whoop, whoop, whoop. There's my knowledge of planes. Like that's what it sounds like. It probably doesn't. But like you're, you're dropping, you're doing flips, things that this thing's not supposed to do. But if they weren't rooted in that principle, they say like if I didn't know that, I wouldn't know that I could come back out of that. But I really believe that Yahweh started to show me that sometimes we get into this thing of like, I know what this means and don't give of your bread and don't do and don't be I'm not trying to say like let's go but I, what I'm saying is that if you're if you're not tuned to Holy Spirit if you're not in tune and you're walking in relationship that sometimes something will happen and you'll just be inspired and be like oh I'm gonna empty out my 401k and give because I know this but it's not that it's but if but if Holy Spirit moves on you throw all of your principle all of this idea out and say take me into that because ultimately, he is the source, not the money, not the account, not even the time. Like, he can multiply that. And that's where I want to get to because I, I went back and listened to um, our, our first fruit service recently. And, uh, and I heard Henry and Caroline talking about abundance. And they were talking about in finance. And that's their, their realm and, and, and where Yahweh's just done some things with them. Again, incredible givers. And... Um, and, uh, but Caroline talked about multiplication. She talked about Yahweh doesn't work with addition. He works with multiplication. And right whenever I heard that, I, I was drawn to a story that we've heard a million times, and, and I do this all the time, and it's, but, but that speaks of multiplication. I think about what was the first thing, first to start off, what, what did Yahweh say to Adam in the garden? Be fruitful and multiply. And I think a lot of times we go to procreation, we think of like children and that kind of stuff, but like that is limited. Like Yahweh, Yahweh works with multiplications and you can see it throughout scripture of how Yahweh works with multiplication. Like he, we get caught up on what we have today and we're just like, I think our mind is like, we want to add and grow this. But Yahweh's like, man, I want you to not worry. I want you to see that, but I want you to not worry about that and let me multiply this thing. And we are called to multiply it ourselves. That's something he's given us. So what we're going to go into, um, oh, geez, geez, Louise. I'm sorry, Carolina. Uh, I'll make this quick. Mark 6.31. And this is a story that everybody's familiar with, but I think it's important here because it's the only miracle that was mentioned four times, or I'm sorry, not four times, in all four Gospels. And it's, and it's actually mentioned twice, I think, in, I think in Mark and Matthew. I'm not sure. Anyways, but it's mentioned twice. It's, it's, it's a lot. And if you think about John, John's the last verse of John says that if we, if we could... 
if we could tell all of the stories of what Yeshua did on his, while he was on earth, like the earth couldn't house all the books, basically. Like he did so much. So to me, when there's a story of a miracle that was put in here that they all saw fit to put in here so many times, to me, I'm just like, I'm going to look at it. And when, and when we have uh, someone talk about multiplication and this is about multiplication, I just, I'm drawn to it. I keep reading this. And I just, just I, again, open the hearts and just hear me. Hear me on this, okay? So one of the things that I thought that was interesting to start this off that would challenge, that challenge my faith is that the 5,000 is actually more like 20,000 because they counted families. They counted men. That was just how they did it back then. When it when it was like they looked at it, they looked at people, and they uh, and they would in, in a crowd, and they would count by the men because the men represented the family, and usually the women and children didn't come uh, without the men. And so, so we just think about this. At least this is, and maybe this is a little far fetched or stretched, but I've I've seen this, I've read it, and I I think I agree with this. So you think if you've got the 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 man and a wife. We're at 10,000. And conservatively speaking, back in those days, let's just say that on average they had two kids. So we're already at 20,000, and that's a lot of people. That's a lot. 5,000 was already crazy, but I almost, <laughs> when I think of this story, I'm always like, well, maybe, like, they were just, like, really smiling. <laughs> you know, oh, it's increasing. Like, that's ridiculous. But, yeah, I <laughs> think about, oh, I don't need to go in that story. I'm going to mess myself up here. I'm going to. So uh, I'm not with Evan. It's not, it's not a bad thing with you. I just, it's funny. Uh, we went to, really quick, we went to this restaurant. I'm not going to say what it is because it's cool. It's good. I don't want to put it down. But we went to this restaurant, and it was like, uh, and it's, it's in Destin, and it kind of, anyways, it's, it's, it's Emerald Lagasse's. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Anyway, so we went there. We were like, oh, man, it's going to be awesome to go there. Like, it's a new place. Let's check it out. And so, so we're, it was like a date. Was it our anniversary? When did we go? Anniversary. And so we sit down and we, uh, we order our food and we're like, um, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, oh, I'm going I'm to have the scallops. Like that look, that sounds awesome. Eva orders her food, get it out. Uh, and like when they come, <laughs> they come up and they give me my plate. There you go. And I'm like, are you serious right now? Like, but I'm like trying so hard to like just be like, no, this is, we're at a nice dinner, this is a nice atmosphere. Eva, yours looks delicious too, and like, but I mean, I'm talking about like a scallop. Like a little cream over it, and a little, like, that's about it. And I'm sitting there going like, gosh, I'm so hungry. And this is ridiculous. And I, but so like what I do because I don't want to like, I want Eva, I wanted to be like, we're having a great night, like whatever. And I, I know she's probably actually laughing anyways, but like, I'm like trying to make the best of it. So I like, you know, put my napkin down, get my fork, <laughs> get my fork and knife out. And I'm just like, it's good. It's good. It's really good. And I mean, literally I could have been like, done. <laughs> done. And so, like, <laughs> that's just what I thought about whenever I, that's how my brain works. So, I, so like, but this is 20,000 people. That's a lot of people. Okay? So, we're, so, so you're with me on that. So, we're going to start in 31, and I'm going to read this quick, hopefully. There was such a swirl of activity around Yeshua 
with so many people coming and going that they were unable to even eat a meal. That's important. Think about that. They were unable to even eat a meal. So Yeshua said to his disciples, come, let's take a break and find a secluded place where you can sit and rest a while. They slipped away and left by sailboat for a deserted spot. But many of the people saw them leaving and realized where they were headed. So they took off running along the shore. The people from the surrounding towns joined them in the chase, and a large crowd got there ahead of them. To me, this is already speaking of multiplication. And it's speaking of our hearts. And I, I actually, when I was reading this, you know what I thought about was, was Apostle Ball. Like, do you remember this time when he... Uh, Maybe, I, maybe I'm remembering this wrong, but I, I, it seems like I remember a time where he was like, either he was visiting someone at a hospital or whatever, but there were so many Sundays he came up here and talked about a security guard that was looking at him because he was praying in tongues and stuff like that. And I remember thinking like, Apostle, man, you trying to get arrested? Like, he's like, he was almost like challenging it. But the thing is, what it spoke to is like, he's so confident in who he walked with. He was so confident in the spirit within him. And I'm so sick of this like pseudo passionate, like kind of like, you know, when it's convenient. And I'm not saying, listen, I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking about church as a whole. I'm talking about even myself sometimes. Like I'm opening this up. We're walking together in this, right? Like I'm talking about like, like in or out. Like I'm talking about being in love. Like these, these people, they weren't worried. It's, it says a deserted spot. So not easy to get to, right? Yeshua is trying to go somewhere to hide his disciples so they can eat. Probably pretty good at hide and seek. You know what I mean? Like, it's Yeshua. These guys are so passionate. This crowd's so passionate that they're watching him sail away and they're like, we got to figure out where he's going. They're not looking at the surrounding crowd saying, like, come here, we, join us. They're just running. And I think if we're going to grow, not this, but this, and, 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 and push this thing, speak the gospel, redeem, like, we have to be so in love and so on fire that when people see you, they see him. They see the fire in your eyes. They see the passion in your bones. And, they, and you're running for something. You are constantly in centered around him like life is centered around him not you i'm learning this i'm learning to do this myself i'm not preaching to you i'm i'm yahweh's preaching to us and he and he's just showing me some of these things for my own life like where's the passion the passion the like the 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 knowing and so he runs these people run and, they, uh, and, 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 the, and the people around them see the passion in which they're running to this man. And they're like, oh, we got to be about, about this too. Like, we got to be a part of this too. Like, what is it? What's, what's so life-changing about this man? What's so life-changing about this situation? Like, we're going to follow too. Wasn't their goal to have people follow them, but because of their heart, people followed them. So they get there, and this is one of my favorite parts, is it says, by the time Yeshua came ashore, this is verse 34 out of the Passion uh, Translation, and you've heard us, a lot of people talk about we read the Passion. I just want you to know, like, it, the reason we read this is it's kind of, like, a little bit more, like, uh, digestible, but it's also, like, it's, it's the Aramaic, Greek, and Hebrew, right? Like, and they take it and try to get the real word of what the Scripture meant. So I encourage you, I think it's, I don't know if it's, like, New Testament and Proverbs and Psalms or something. It's not the whole thing, I don't think, yet. But anyways, that's why I read out of this and just want you to know. So, uh, 
34, six, verse, uh, chapter 6, verse 34, Mark. By the time Yeshua came ashore, a massive cry, crowd was waiting. It says, at the sight of them, his heart was filled with compassion. And I, man, <laughs> this is the thing is that it's not just about us. Like this stirs Yeshua. When we have that heart for him, it stirs him. All of a sudden, he starts thinking multiplication. He starts thinking about like, man, what do you need? <laughs> You're about me, I'm about you. This is a relationship. And I think about my boys, and whenever I come home from work, a lot of times we have these windows next, next to, like there's this long hallway right when you walk in the door, and there's this, these glass windows, and you can look out there, and a lot of times they play out there. There's a swing and a little pool, and Eva's out there water in her garden and all that kind of stuff. And I look out those windows and it's a beautiful sight. I love to sit there and just go, man, thank you, Yahweh. This is awesome. And knowing that they love me, I love them, and I'm gonna go out there and I'm just gonna you know, hug on them and it's awesome. But there's nothing better to me than when they're not out there and when I open the door and I hear, daddy, and I just see these feet running. Leo's on there shimmying as fast as he can, and they come running to me with such like passion and joy and excitement for me. Like, (laughs) what did I, I mean, I know I'm daddy, but like not that kind of love, man, like that is ridiculous. I just got on to you about taking a toy from your brother. Still love me. Like, you're, you're still, like, it's just like there's just this passion, and I love that. And I think about this when these people are running to him and how he was moved in that moment. Okay, I'm going to read this last bit without saying anything, hopefully, so that we can just go through this. Okay, late, so 35. Late that afternoon, his disciples said, it's getting really late, and we're here in, the remote, in this remote place with nothing to eat. You should send the crowds away so they can go into the surrounding villages and buy food for themselves. But he answered them. He said, you give them something to eat. They're like, are you sure? They replied, you really want us to go buy them supper. It would cost a small fortune to feed all these thousands of hungry people. How many, uh, Yeshua says, how many loaves of bread do you have? He asked. Go and see. Very important. Go and see. After they, after they had looked around, they came back and said, five plus a couple of fish. Then he, uh, then he instructed them to organize the crowd and have them sit down in groups on the grass. So they, sat, so they had them sit down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Then Yeshua took the five loaves and two fish, gazed them to heaven, and gave thanks to God. He broke the bread and two fish and distributed them to his disciples to serve to the people. <clears throat> and the food was multiplied in front of their eyes. Everyone had plenty to eat and was fully satisfied. So everyone had plenty to eat and was fully satisfied. So my theory of the little uh, Emeril Lagasse thing doesn't work there, right? So just a couple of things I want to highlight here real quick. Is that, is in this season, I've talked about this. I use an example. Andrew, I'm going to get you that 10,000 here. <laughs> um, man, you, you won't need that. My gosh. Um, but, but I use that example of what if you had something to give? What if you had something physically in your pocket and you knew that you walk around, you have to, you have to give this to someone else. Like you would, you would walk around with a little bit of a different uh, view on your day. And, uh, and I love that. So Yeshua says um, when all this stuff happens, and the, the, the initial thing is like they're like, man, they're seeing it in the practical. practical. They're seeing it out of principle. Like, these people, like, I know we've got something going here, but, like, they're going to be hungry. 
Like, we need to send them away to the villages, whatever. Yeshua says to them, like, you give them something to eat, bro. (laughs) Are you sure, they replied? You really want us to buy them supper? It would cost a small fortune to feed all these thousands of hungry people. Like, again, practical, principle. It it makes sense, but they have a willing heart, right? Like, they're willing to do this. It's not like they're saying, like, Yeshua... No, <laughs> like, like I remember the last time you did something like this to me. I was working on a boat, and you told me just arrogantly to come follow you, and now my life slips up, upside down. Like, it's like you're doing this again. Like, he's, they're, they're happy to do it. They trust this man. They know him. Whoa. They're willing, they're willing to do it, but they're looking, they're looking practically, and I love this. So it says, how many loaves of bread do you have? Remember what I said was important? Go and see. Go and see. Uh, originally, they look with their eyes. Go and see. Get, take inventory of what you have. I love in like, I think the other, or maybe in John, <laughs> the boy who's walking around with like fish and they're like, they go find him and like, give it to me. He's like, man, dang, I had food for my family. Are you serious? But so here they, they, he tells them, he says, you know, he says, go and see. And after they had looked, so that was the first thing Yeshua told them to do is go and see. After they had looked around, they came back and said, um, uh, five plus a couple of fish. They told them exactly what they had. They're real about it, right? Like, I think that Yeshua sometimes doesn't want you to not be real about where you're at. Sometimes, like, this is what I'm looking at, Yeshua. He's like, good, I'm glad we both see the same thing. Now watch this. So he says, then he instructed them to organize the crowd and have them sit down. And this is my favorite part. This is what I am in right now. And I love the idea some translations say, sit and rest. Tell those people to sit and rest. Like, I know what you see. I got you. Now go sit down. You don't have to do anything. I know your heart. You ran to me. You're compassionate for me. I want a relationship with you. I see your situation, I see your issue, I see your struggle, I see your stress, I see your anxiety, I see your sadness, I see your pain, I see all those things. I got you, I see that. Now sit down, do nothing. Sit and rest. This is what we're coming into. It's harder than the other one. We've talked about it a lot, like so much easier to like pull out that sword. Anytime something happens, some heads are rolling, about to happen. Fighting, like, you know, Chris talks about it's been hard for him because naturally he likes, I mean, he fights. He likes it. He likes the the grind and stuff. And, And so sometimes when Yeshua comes and he says, sit and rest, sit down, man, that means a lot to do nothing, to give it to him to have your back against the wall, to, to get up here Sunday after Sunday and say, you know what? He's inexhaustible, his resources and his wisdom and his knowledge, like inexhaustible. And if I, have heart, if I have a relationship with him, he desires to give me those things, to give to you and you to give to me and us to give to people and this land, right? Jeez, time. I need him to roll it back right now. Okay, so he says, uh, go and see, take inventory of that. Then he instructed him, sit down on the grass and rest. Uh, Then Yeshua 
verse 41, then Yeshua took the five loaves and two fish and he gazed into heaven. And I, I read this and I, I, I read something about this and, and actually there's some translation, translations that have a word and I don't know the word in Greek or whatever, but it basically means to regain sight. When he said, uh, some, I think it was somewhere else, like this says gaze into heaven, but the word there was like, look look up or yeah look like look and it meant <clears throat> it it means to regain sight and so he so he 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 yeshua took the five loaves and two fish he regained sight and gave thanks to yahweh so like initially initially he wants you to see what you got take inventory as ben always says take inventory take inventory of what you got but then the recognition that now what I'm going to do with you is turn your view and what you see and what I see too, and I'm going to change it to the Father's view and see what he sees and sees that he can multiply that thing, that's a big deal. That's when, that's when you are thankful before you even get it because you have his sight, not your own. So he broke bread uh, and the two fish and distributed them to the disciples to serve the people and the food was multiplied in front of their eyes. See, this is what I think is cool because I don't know if there's other, I haven't read all of them and I need to and you need to, but I haven't read all the different translations of this story of what, of what transpired and, and what the difference in reading the, uh, the 5,000 versus the 4,000 or whatever, but this is a principle Yahweh is showing me. And I believe that what Yahweh or what Yeshua did in that moment was he broke that bread and gave it to them. I don't think that Yeshua sat there and like they had to get, okay, all right, next one, like, and they ran around that hill all day long. Like, I think that Yeshua gave them the ability now to walk and multiply, to be fruitful and multiply. As long as you, because they saw it now, right? They, it says, and, they, and the food was multiplied in front of their eyes, the same eyes that went and looked and took inventory and saw just the fish and the bread and not having enough. Those were the same eyes that watched him do it. And he says, now go, now give. Freely you have received, now freely give. Man, this is, I hope this, this speaks to y'all. Okay, so this is the last part, and uh, um, I want, uh, can, can the band just come up real quick? We're not going to go and, you know, go off unless something changes. <laughs> I shouldn't say those kinds of things. Make promises I can't necessarily keep. Um, just, just like filler, man, like just whatever. Do y'all like that awesome new song that we did? Oh my gosh. I heard that out at Sandy's place, and it's so good. And these guys sound amazing on it, as always. Um, but so this is the last thing. So remember in the very beginning it said, uh, it said uh, the whole point, the whole, like, concept of the day was, like, they hadn't eaten. Like, they had been, they, I think they just came back from a crusade of casting out demons and doing all kinds of crazy stuff, and they came back, they were tired. And so, like, Yeshua's, like, actual goal here was to get them away so that they could eat. And now here they are, like, you know when they're, like, pulling up to the boat, they're like, oh, gosh, like, Yeshua, don't have compassion. Please stop. Please stop. Please stop. Don't, don't get there. I see that look in your eyes. I know where you're going with this. Please don't do this. We're hungry. 
And then, he, and, then he, and then he starts to do this thing. And so they're feeding, they're giving people, they're doing this stuff. But at the end, what happens? How much, how much? Y'all already know this story. How much was in the baskets? There was 12 disciples. How many baskets were full? 12, 12. That's awesome. That's cool. That's really cool. Like that, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. So, they, so ultimately, they got what they, were, what they were going for, though the journey was a little bit longer. You see where I'm going with this? Like, sometimes we sit and complain about where we're at and where we're going and what we think it should look like without seeing with Yeshua's eyes and saying, like, man, I could give, we could, yeah, I mean, trust me, like, I can find a secluded, secluded spot and these people can't go to. But I move with compassion. And Yahweh desires to do with us in our story he desires, he, he's going to get you there, right? Like, you're going to get there. He is the source. There's no way that he's not going to get you there and feed your belly and give you what you need. It's his heart to do it. But there might be a, a road along the way that requires you to give and not just receive. That requires you to have his eyes, spiritual eyes. And though you take inventory and say, Yahweh, I, I, man, I see what today looks like. And I don't know how tomorrow's going to look because this is impossible. He's like, man, now look with me. See with my eyes. Walk this journey with me. And in the process, I'm not just going to, I'm not just going to help you. I'm gonna help you. You got, yeah, we're, we're in relationship. I got you, brother, sister. But in the process, we are going to change the lives of thousands, 20,000 people. <laughs> Out of your need, I'm gonna fulfill the needs of 20,000. I mean, come on, that's good. Y'all stand with me. I'm, I just want to, I want to be here as a witness of something that I'm walking into, I'm walking through, that I'm not just preaching to you, I'm not just preaching to you, I'm not just trying to tell you, I'm not just trying to be your pastor, I'm not just trying to give you something that you, man, don't take my word for it, it's not up there, take Yahweh's word for it, right? Like you search these things out. I challenge you to search these things out, to be filled with his cup, not mine. Mine's, I, I mean, out of, out of the overflow, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. That's what goes on in Sundays for me. That's what goes on when I sit down and talk to one of you. But like, I want that for you. I want you to walk around saying like, I, I know what I've got. I know, I know what place of life I'm in. It might be really good. It might be really, really bad right now, but I got something. And I'm not going to just see that something with my eyes. I'm going to see that something with his eyes and know that he can multiply that thing. You receive that today? Does that mean something to you? Come on. Yes.